This is the Cigar Dave Podcast with the General. Long ash greetings and salutations. A long ash snappy salute. Semper delictatio. Always pleasure. Long live the alpha. Make masculinity great again. Screw the enemies of pleasure. It is your global five-star general and alpha male in chief. Front and center. And today we have moved the Ford Theater of Operations to the Davidoff of Geneva Store and Lounge in the Cigar City of Tampa. It is wonderful to be ensconced in the blue smoke and aroma of fine cigars. I've got some great spirits in front of me. And hopefully you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Loads of turkey and all the fixings, as they say. The Cigar Dave Show is presented by Davidoff of Geneva. Introducing the new Avo Caribe. Experience the journey of flavor created by a synchronized blend from the Caribbean, accentuated with notes of cigar tobaccos from Central America. Head to the land where palms sway to the breeze of the sea with the new Avo Caribe. Available at DavidoffGeneva.com. And by Gurkha, the world's finest cigars, including the Gurkha Trenta, commemorating 30 years of cigar excellence. The Gurkha Trenta is everything you'd expect from a Gurkha. Exquisite construction, exquisite flavor, exquisite pleasure. Visit GurkhaCigars.com. And I can tell you, talking about Gurkha, the new Gurkha Revenant in both the Corojo and the Maduro, fabulous cigars. I'll be enjoying those next week on the Cigar Dave Show. But first up, While I was down in South Florida several weeks ago, I was making the rounds, doing some recon and intel maneuvers with many of the cigar manufacturers. And one of the folks that I happened to go see were the great folks over at Placencia Cigars. And I happened to spend a load of time with both Carlos Padron, Hank Bischoff, and they handed me the brand new Placencia Concecha 149. An absolutely spectacular cigar. Let me tell you about the new 149. It is the second version, if you will, of Placencia's Cosecha series. The cigar was launched or made its debut at the Cigar Retailers Convention in Vegas, the Premium Cigar Association Convention and Trade Show, last July. Now, the Cosecha 149 is named because the cigar uses Cigar Tobaccos from Placencia's 149th harvest that took place back in 2014. Now, it's very interesting because the Cosecha is using all Honduran tobaccos grown on Placencia's Honduran farm. So this is a Honduran puro, Honduran wrapper, binder, and filler, and it's also made at Placencia's Honduran factory called Tabacos de Orient. Three sizes, a Santa Fe, which is a four and three quarter inch by 60 cigar, the La Vega, a Robusto five by 52, and the Azuacualpa, a Toro six by 52, suggested retail between 12 and 14.50, and I can tell you The cigar was magnificent. It was smooth. It had some nice notes of spice. Just very well-balanced, beautiful construction. Just a nice, medium-bodied, through-and-through cigar. So if if you like the 146, the Placencia Concecha 146, the 149, 
off the charts. All Honduran, so fantastic all the way around any way you look at it. So beautiful stick. They are now available at retailers. Be on the lookout. The Placencia Cosecha 149. Great holiday-type cigar. Now, as you know, I believe in authenticity. I think that you have to be who you are. You can't have pretense. You can't try to be somebody you're not. For example, you would not hear me saying, you know, do this show with a southern twang. Like, hi, y'all, it's Cigar Dave. Even though I'm here down in the south, I'm going to talk like I'm a native from the south. You can't do that. Okay? you got to be who you are. I'm originally from western New York, so I don't think I have that really. Sergeant Steve, I don't really have that hard, like, Michigan, western New York accent where they're like, hi, how are you, John? Let's go out and get some coffee. No, you don't. No, you don't. Exactly. And Chicago is really harsh. Hey, let's go out to Kankakee. You know, the Bears. You do the Minnesota. Oh, oh, hey. don't, don't, oh don't, you betcha. Don't you know? We're going out tonight. It's minus 10 below, but don't you know? We're going to stay nice and warm. You betcha. Yeah, everybody has their own, their nuances. And certainly when you go to the South, you know, Georgia, South Carolina, hi, y'all. Everybody's got different accents. But you have to be who you are. Now, we have seen in politics in other forms where people, acting people, go to a different locale, a different area, and all of a sudden, it's amazing, their voice changes. Their, their accent changes, okay? I mean, that was like me going to Minnesota and saying, well, I just got this job uh, hosting Good Morning, uh, Good Morning Duluth, all right? Saying, oh, don't you know, good morning. It's the general front and center. Oh, it's a little cold out there, don't you know? I mean, that just would not be me. Can't do that. Well, Brian Kelly the former head coach at Notre Dame, who departed, as I spoke on Bold Alpha earlier this week, he really departed with no class. He just kind of got up and left, went down to Louisiana, down to the bayou, down to Baton Rouge, LSU, the, the Louisiana State University. And he goes down, takes the job, Word gets out to the media, and then he sends a cockamamie text to all his players saying, I love you. I, you are the most important thing. I, I didn't want you to find out through the media, but now I'm going to be coming back. And tomorrow, oh, by the way, get your ass up early because at 7 a.m. we're going to have a meeting so I can basically tell you that I'm out of here. The meeting lasted 11 minutes. Classless. And every, everywhere else that he's left, from Central Michigan, Cincinnati, Sergeant Steve, you went to... Uh, you went to the University of Cincinnati. He said, I'm not going anywhere, and all of a sudden he was gone. Go, yeah, right. I'm not going anywhere, gone. You know, it, it's like when somebody tells you, when a football coach tells you, I want to be here. My heart is here. This is not about money. This is about my players. This is about finishing the job I came to start, you know, to, I, the, finishing the job that I accepted umpteen years ago. Bullshit. Okay? As soon as they tell you that, they're lying. You know that especially today's modern coach. You're not going to see the Bobby Bowdens anymore, the guys that have been around, the Ben Schwartzwalders at Syracuse, you know, the, the John McKays that were USC, the guys that were around at least a decade, if not longer, 20, 30 years. Just not going to see that anymore. Well, Brian Kelly goes down to LSU with his family, of course, comes down in on the LSU jet. And then they do a video that I saw on Facebook we won't get to that video, but I'll just summarize it. He says, now, man, they got all the players, you know, in their auditorium-style seating. He said, now, I came here. 
I came here because of the caliber of player. I wanted to come to have the best players at the best facility and the best conference in the country. What's my motivation? Uh, here comes the blatant lie. My vote of motivation is to develop young men, your, your mental skills, your football skills, your skills for life. That's why I'm here. I get tremendous pride in developing young men. Now, he conveniently forgot to mention one of the reasons I'm here is $9.5 million per year, a million and a half dollar interest-free loan for a house, 50 hours of personal use in the LSU jet to go wherever the hell I want to go, and uh, all sorts of bonuses. So if he scores, he's probably looking at a package in excess of about a million bucks because they're going to make a bowl, so he gets another half a million. They could make an SEC championship, so it's probably an $11-plus million package a year. Now, I don't begrudge anybody that wants to change jobs, wants a fresh change of scenery, that maybe wants to do something different, a new challenge. I have no problem with that. But my problem is have some integrity. These are college kids that you sat in their living rooms with their parents and said, I want them to come. They're going to come to Notre Dame. I'm going to be here. I'm going to coach them. They're going to be fine men. And then all of a sudden, you just bolt out, and you're always talking about team. This is about the team. We have to dig ourselves. We have a great team effort. It's all about the team. Put team before self, yourself. And then what does he do? He put himself before the team. Again, no problem leaving. Have some class. Don't burn a bridge. Well, Brian Kelly's going from the upper Midwest of South Bend, Indiana, outside of Chicago, down to the bayou in Louisiana. Now, as he was introduced before a basketball game in their basketball arena, they give him a microphone. He goes to center court. He's got his family, his wife, and his, his children that, that are there. They're all wearing LSU attire. They're all got the, the wife had the LSU, you know, like the LSU scarf and the shirt, and everything's LSU, all purple and, and gold, all tigers. Take a listen to how magically the guy from Massachusetts has developed a Southern Bayou accent. Thank you. Thank you. Well, this is a great way to get started. And I haven't even won all my games yet. It's a great night to be a Tiger. I'm here with my family. My family. And we are so excited. Excited. To be in the great state of Louisiana, but more importantly, to be with you great fans and to be part of what is going to be an incredible ride here at Louisiana State University. Now I'm here with my family here in Louisiana, and before I've even won any of my games yet, I mean, what's this not my, here with my family? Come on. Brian Kelly got more press attention for that dumb accent, that phony, fraudulent accent that LSU has gotten probably since they won the national championship. And I, by the way, was a big Ed Orgeron fan, and we'll get to Ed in a moment. But this reminds me of another well-known personality while on the campaign trail, I remember, she's from Illinois originally and lived in Arkansas, but never got an Arkansas accent, and then lived in New York as a senator from New York for umpteen years. 
But on the presidential campaign trail, I think she was in South Carolina, it's amazing how all of a sudden she develops this new Southern drawl. I don't feel no ways tired. I come too far from where I started from. Nobody told me that the road would be easy. I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. And we know, we know, we know if we finish this march, what awaits us? St. Paul told us in the letter to the Galatians. I kill right there. Is it amazing? I's been too tired. Then the next thing you know, we know what they told us from the Galatians. Hit the start of that one more time, Sergeant Steve. I don't feel no ways tired. I's no ways tired here in the south. I've come too far. I's come too far. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Nobody told me that the road would be easy. Now, can you imagine if Donald Trump or any Republican from New York went down to South Carolina or Georgia and pulled the same shtick, the Libstream media would have said, would have gone crazy saying he's inauthentic, he's trying to capitalize on the culture. What are they, what, misappropriation, what do they call that, Sergeant Steve? Yeah, cultural uh, appropriation. They would have gone absolutely nuts. But Hillary Clinton, no problem. Brian Kelly, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. Well, this is a great way to get started. Started. And I haven't even won all my games All my games yet. yet. Here comes. Here's the family. Here comes. It's a great night. Great night. To be a tiger. Tiger. I'm here with my family. I'm here with my and family, so y'all. Let me introduce my family. I got Jethro. And I got Janie. And I got Olivia. Oh, kill it. I've heard enough of Brian Kelly. Now, there was one guy that was totally authentic when it came to LSU. And I'm not talking about Brian Kelly. I'm talking about the great Ed Ogeron, the head coach of the LSU Tigers. Go Tigers. They talk like this. Now, I could do my whole show talking like Ed Ogeron, but my voice would kill me. My, my, my vocal cords would be strained. And you wouldn't be able to understand me. But take a listen. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Take a listen to Eddie Orgeron after his last game. Go Tigers. Oh, do we have that sound bite, Sergeant Steve? Oh, we didn't? Uh, oh, yeah, it's okay. Well, just give me the Go Tigers. Give me the Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. I mean, when, whenever you asked a question of Ed Orgeron, they'd say, well, Coach, what did you think of that, uh, uh, that, that interception by your defense? Well, I'll tell you what, I thought it was great. Well, I could come back and run. Go Tigers. And everyone looked and said, what did he just say? But, of course, all the people in the bias said, hey, I understand that perfectly. You know exactly what he said. The guy was authentic. He lived, breathed. He was the perfect coach for LSU. Isn't it amazing how a guy who not even two years ago, was it two seasons ago, won the national championship, and all of a sudden a new athletic director comes in and says, you're out the door. But he's getting his $18 million, so that's okay. But the guy was authentic. Lived, breathed, ate. Louisiana, Bayou, go Tigers. No better personality. Then they bring in Brian Kelly, a Yankee from Massachusetts originally. Last 12 years at Notre Dame. Magically gets the Southern draw. My family and I, like how insulting is that? It is so condescending. Like you think people aren't going to figure this out? Yeah, uh, it just, it's so, it's, it's when Hillary Clinton goes to South Carolina. I feel it, I was tired. 
please. Be authentic. Cut the bullshit. People can see right through it. If he would have gone and said, hey, I'm Brian Kelly. I'm happy to be here. This is an exciting time. This is a great program, great history. We want to capitalize on, on, on the great tradition here at LSU. And this is a, an exciting change for my family and I, and we're thrilled to be a part of the LSU community and to be here part of uh, Louisiana and Baton Rouge. Done. Great. <laughs> Applause. But instead, I'm excited to be here. My family and I can't wait. I haven't won my games yet. Cut the bull. Authenticity. Try it. It actually works. The International Cigar Litation Ceremony is right around the corner. Avo Cigars has just launched the newest addition to the Avo Synchro series entitled the Avo Synchro Caribe. Fourth line in the Avo Synchro series, it is centered around the concept of tobacco synchronization. They incorporate the diversity, complexity, and compatibility of cigar tobaccos from the Caribbean and Central America to create a natural harmony, a Caribbean soul, a very dynamic cigar. It uses natural distribution. What does that mean? The proportions of the cigar tobaccos on any given plant perfectly matched in the blending process. So what you get is a Dominican wrapper. You get filler tobaccos from Nicaragua, a binder from Ecuador that are matched absolutely perfectly. The taste, a lively, dynamic, harmonious flavor profile of Caribbean flavors, aromatic spices, some complex cocoa, a beautiful medium-bodied cigar with subtle sweetness resembling tropical fruits. The flavors, rhythm, and lifestyle of the tropics are encapsulated in the new Avo Synchro Caribe, available now at your cigar retailer or DavidoffGeneva.com. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. There we are. Well, I received a package at Cigar Dave and Bold Alpha headquarters at Command Center Alpha in the Cigar City earlier this week. And it is a nice box of the new Partagas Decadas, 10-year. It's back after many long years of being by the wayside. Now, for those of you that were cigar connoisseurs between 2005 to 2010, Partagas sold the original limited reserve Decadas. Love those cigars. Beautiful sticks, Cameroon wrapper amongst my favorites. And they went by the wayside. They were gone. Well, they have reintroduced the Partagas Decadas. A little bit of a unique twist, though. Some changes in the mix of cigar tobaccos in the blend. But I can tell you that it will be just as delicious and delightful as the original Partagas Limited Reserve Decadas. This starts with a Brazilian Cameroon wrapper. Now think about that for a second. Partagas has always been associated with a Cameroon wrapper grown in Cameroon, West Africa. They took the Cameroon seeds, took them to Brazil, experimented, and what do you know? They were able to grow fabulous Cameroon 
seeds in Brazil. So we've got a Brazilian Cameroon wrapper, and it does have a different flavor complexion than the regular African Cameroon. It's got a Connecticut binder, and it's got fillers from Nicaragua and the Republica Dominicana. What is the result? You get a nice mixture, nice balance, little peppery, little earthiness, nice clean finish, nice medium plus cigar. At a scale of one to 10, it's in the seven to eight category in terms of strength. It only comes in one size. One size and one size only. It is their Dahlia, a Lonsdale. 6.8 inches in length with a 43 ring gauge. Suggested retail, about 18 bucks a stick. Very nice cigar, and that's what I will enjoy today. The new Patagas Tecadas Limited Reserve. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Self-sharpening, double-edged stainless steel guillotine ready for maneuvers. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Well, let me adjust the flame. This is from the Cigar Dave R&D Laboratories. Now, this is kind of an interesting litation device here. Helps if I put it the right way. This is not an, uh, an expensive device. It's got four jet flames, but there is an orange-amber glow that comes out of this thing. So it kind of looks like the back of a uh, Hellfire Tomcat missile. And uh, it has got looks like a little grenade. Actually, it feels like the handle of a Glock 17. Feels pretty, pretty solid. So that's what I would use today. Doesn't even have a name yet. I mean, maybe I'll call it the Hellfire Tomcat, the HT, because it does. You like this thing? Trust me, this thing would extinguish anything in its path. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. All right, perfect cut. Let me toast the foot of this beautiful Partagas Tecadas Limited Reserve. Beautiful navy blue background, and it's got some gold leaf, gold uh, gold band, and it's got a black and white picture of Ramon Cifuentes, the man behind the Partagas. All right, on the double band, let me puff and rotate. Hmm. Break draw. Mm-hmm. Mm. Beautiful litation device. As I take the first few puffs. Mm. Almost getting a nutty type of creaminess on the palate. Very pleasant. A little bit of spice. Very nice stick. Nice aroma. Again, for those of you that are looking for a medium plus cigar, the new Partagas Tecadas Limited Reserve. The way to go. As I take several more puffs, mm. outstanding. Beautiful. All right. My Partagas Tecadas Limited Reserve is lit. When we return, got a very special guest, a uh, retired member of our military, cigar connoisseur that actually, from Puerto Rico initially, met him here at the Davidoff store and lounge. She's actually working or was working in the cigar city of Tampa for about four months at one of the uh, very nice Buckeye cigar manufacturers and rollers in Ybor City. So kind of an interesting story. And when I find somebody that's uh, of interest, I want to share that with our audience. So we will talk with Sergeant Eduardo Rilo right around the corner. 
Gurkha is known for creating the world's finest cigars. And to celebrate the 30th anniversary of the Gurkha brand being launched in the United States, the blenders at Gurkha created the Gurkha Trenta. Celebrating and commemorating 30 years of cigar excellence, the Gurkha Trenta, everything you would expect from a Gurkha. Exquisite construction, exquisite flavor, exquisite pleasure. A nice medium, medium full-bodied cigar featuring an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. A Nicaraguan Corojo 99 binder and the filler, Nicaraguan Corojo 99, Nicaraguan Criollo 98, created by the great blenders and growers at Aganorsa Farms in Nicaragua. And what you get is a signature cigar that has unique flavors, perfect spice, perfect amount of complexity on the palate, a cigar worthy of Gurkha's 30 years being available in the United States. Try the Gurkha Trenta today. You will enjoy the experience and the overall characteristic that goes into blending this magnificent cigar, a beautiful Nicaraguan puro worthy of being called Gurkha Trenta. One of the great pleasures that I get as I travel the country is meeting fellow cigar connoisseurs, fellow alphas, members of our military. And while uh, at the Davidoff Store and Lounge here in the cigar city of Tampa, we were recording our bold Alpha Weekly Spirit Celebrations, and a gentleman came up to me and said, Love your show, General. Uh, gave me his story from Puerto Rico originally and now lives, of all places, in northern Idaho, but was in the cigar city of Tampa the last few months because he has a love of cigars and wanted to uh, learn the cigar industry. And his name is Sergeant Eduardo Rilo, retired from the Army, I believe. Army, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, all right. Sir. So I said, you know, there's an interesting guy, has a cigar in hand. Let's talk to him. So, Eduardo, great to have you on. Now, Ed, tell us about uh, your background. How did you, first of all, you're from Puerto Rico. How the hell did you get to Idaho, of all places? Okay. Uh, well, uh, first of all, uh, great to be here with you. It's an honor. Um, uh, I should clarify, I didn't retire uh, from the military. I just did 10 years, 10 years active duty. 10 years active duty. Uh, yeah. That's, well, uh, honorable discharge. Uh, well, yes, sir. Unless yes, you're not sir. telling me anything. Here. No, no, sir. Yeah, <laughs> I have a DD-214 to prove it. Oh, there you go. Okay. I know. But, uh, but yeah, long story short, uh, I mean, how much time we have? Uh, 10 hours? Uh, I'm going to try to condense. Okay. Um, uh, born and raised in Puerto Rico, uh, Corozal is a little town in the center of the, our lovely island. Right. Uh, a little bit after 9-11, all those events, you know, uh, start kicking in. And, you know, I was like, man, I need to do something. So took me a few years. But uh, finally, in 2004, I was like, you know what? I I'm going to do it, you know. So uh, I joined the military uh, uh, with the support of my wife. And, uh, yeah, we, we, we joined uh, the military. That's how I ended up in, in the States, you know. Um, served, uh, did the whole, you know, Iraq, Afghanistan uh, Lucky enough, I came back in one piece uh, from all those trips. And uh, then uh, after 10 years, I decided it was time to get out. Uh, my friends were telling me, dude, you're crazy. You're halfway there. Stay 10 more years. I was like, you don't understand. It's getting out or getting divorced, you know, because back-to-back uh, <laughs> -back deployments right. and stuff like that. And a decade in the service, a long time. <laughs> yes. So I uh, got out, uh, started exploring my options. And, of course, you know, I was like, man, I need to do something. But I was looking for something meaningful, you know, uh, 
with my background, logistics and stuff, yeah, I can do a whole bunch of jobs, but nothing. Uh, I, I have to. I have to be involved in something that really moves me, and uh, and I I can really enjoy. So uh, obviously, coming from Puerto Rico, uh, just like uh, Cuba, the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico has a rich uh, uh, tobacco uh, history and heritage. So that was part of my 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 upbringing. You know, I remember back in the day. Uh, as a little kid uh, walking the streets of uh, Corozal and the, the cigar rollers in each corner, the smells of the fresh tobacco, that was something in, in, in the back burner of my brain. So I always felt attracted to it. So as an adult, obviously, I started enjoying and smoking and learning. But then a little bit after that, I was like, you know what? I want more. And this not, not only as a smoker, but I want to learn more. Uh, start connecting with the right people. Uh, uh, have the chance to meet Janko, uh, Janko Maceda from Tabanero Cigars. Here in Ybor City, in the cigar city of Tampa. Yes, yep. sir. Yes, sir. That's my, uh, like I call, uh, he's, uh, he's my brother from another mother. I, I love the guy. He, he has a passion that uh, I, I always admire him. And he was always open to, to, to share that knowledge with me. Um, one thing led to another one at some point, you know, uh, the opportunity came up, and uh, he was like, "Hey, why you, why you don't come down and, and work with me for a little bit, you know? So you you get your your, your feet wet, you know." So I took the opportunity and uh, came down here to uh, Tampa, uh, Ybor City, more specific. And uh, I've been working for the last uh, couple of months uh, down down there in Seventh uh, Street, you know. And boy, what what a what an experience, you know! I have the chance to dab into the the whole culture and. A lot of memories from back back in the island, you know, because obviously the weather is very, very alike, you know, like Puerto Rico, you know. I mean, I love Idaho. It's been very welcoming to my family, but but uh, but it's something that you cannot uh, negate, you know. It's 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 it's, it's a, I feel like home here, you know. So uh, I've been, like I say, so far I've been enjoying the experience, you know. Janko uh, has been, uh, you know, uh, uh, sharing and. Uh, I have met in m many people in the industry, you know, and uh, key players, you know, and I'm, I'm amazed and I'm grateful for the opportunity just to be sitting here right now with, with you here. That's, I'm, 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 I mean, I can't believe it. You know, I'm, I'm like, like I always say, I'm living the dream. I'm, I, I'm saying this with the, from the bottom of my heart right now. Outstanding. Well, so now what did you do at Tabanero Cigars? Were you rolling? Were you working uh, retail? What were you doing? Uh, I was helping more into the retail sales, you know. Uh, I, I know how to roll, obviously, but uh, I'm not quite there yet. I'm not a professional cigar roller, you know. My, my cigars are, are smokable, but uh, they're not, they don't look so pretty. I, I, call my, my, I call them my ugly babies, you know. <laughs> right. So basically, you have a love of cigars. You decided you were going to come down to Tampa and work for the last four months. And I understand you're going back, I think, Monday. Yes, sir. I'm going. So back that's home. it for your four-month tour in the cigar city paradise of Tampa is over. It, unfortunately, I mean, uh, uh, duty calls. You know, in this case, the uh, family. You know, I have, I still have two young, young kids that I have to, you know, go and spend the holidays with them. Obviously, so that's more important at, at this point. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm planning already my, my, my comeback uh, next year. <laughs> well, well, you know, the good news is, as soon as you land in Idaho, you'll see the beautiful palm trees swaying. You know, just the paradise. It'll be great. Uh, now the snow, <laughs> the snow. I was going to say you do have a winter coat. Yeah, for the trip back. It's, no, I don't have it with me. My wife is going to be waiting on me. She's, she's going to be waiting. <laughs> All right, fantastic, excellent. So, what is your plan? So you love cigars. You've been here in Tampa. So, 
you want to move to Tampa? I mean, do you want to stay in the cigar industry, that, or what's what's yeah, the deal? Yes, yeah, yeah, sir. That's uh, that's part of the plan. The, the wife, she's on board, so uh, it will be just a matter of uh, working those pes- uh, pesky details, you know, about selling a, a house up there in uh, Idaho, and uh, then, uh, well, venturing down here and see if we can find a place down here. Fantastic. Well, you've been four months. You worked. Uh, in in a very unique Buckeye, what they call a Buckeye boutique type of cigar manufacturer. Mm-hmm. And Yanko Maceda has been on the show many times. Tabanero makes great cigars. The yes, craftsmanship is outstanding. His blending, he gets great tobacco because there's an advantage of being in the cigar city of Tampa, one of the foremost growers of cigar tobacco in the world, uh, the Oliva family. And I know that uh, John Jr. and John Sr. Uh, really take a liking to, uh, uh, to Yanko and they really delivered him some great cigar tobacco that other people wouldn't be able to get. But because of the Tampa Cigar mm-hmm. City connection, that really he's been able to capitalize on. So mm-hmm. your plan is to come back to Tampa. You mm-hmm. want to move back here and uh, somehow stay in the cigar industry. Yes, sir. I mean, uh, like I said, at, at any capacity, on any level, I mean, uh, sometimes people ask me, you know, back home, they're like, man, what are you going to do? You're going to get your own brand? You're going to, uh, like, dude, yeah. I just want to enjoy the experience you know and at that point yeah i i can't really tell you know what what the future is going to look for me uh all that i can say is i'm going to be in the cigar business somehow you know uh, because at this point with the a little bit of knowledge that i have uh, i'm able to at least guide people you know customers sometimes they come and they have no idea of cigars uh, at least i can guide them to like hey you should try this cigar. This cigar is a, this is a, you know, a mild cigar. This is a little bit stronger. You should pair this with this and that, you know. So uh, I'm enjoying it. I, I love just to talk uh, tobacco, you know, tab- uh, talk about cigars with people, you know. Well, I wish you the best, and we thank you for your service. Hopefully you'll be back in the Cigar City of Tampa before you know it, and you won't have to spend the entire winter <laughs> up in northern I- uh, Idaho. Uh, and I'm sure that uh, you'll take some... Uh, when you're up in, in, in the snow of northern Idaho, you'll be dreaming every waking moment about the palm trees swaying and the 70-degree winter weather here in the Cigar City. And real quickly, before you go, what are your favorite type of cigars? What strength do you like, and what, what are a couple of your favorites? Uh, Nicaragua. I'm very into the Nicaragua profile, you okay. know, uh, peppery you notes. Know, so more medium, medium plus? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Right. Uh, Padron. That's is one of the, I mean, just to throw a name out there. You can um, never go wrong with Padron. AJ's, AJ's cigars AJ are Fernandez. amazing. Um, and, of course, you know, Maceda, you know, uh, the Yanko, Yanko cigars. Yanko makes great sticks. You know, oh, my goodness. If I want to enjoy a mild but still like with flavors you know his his uh, my line is amazing fantastic well sergeant eduardo rilo ed great having you on the cigar dave show great meeting you best of success and uh, we hope that uh, we'll see you back in the cigar city before you know it thank you sir it's been a pleasure uh, really great uh, great great to meet you you know all right fantastic now i did see a longtime friend in the cigar and wine industry walking around here at Davidoff. So I'm going to nail him down, and for our final and concluding segment, we'll snag him, and we'll talk some wine, we'll talk cigars as the Cigar Dave Show continues. Our Ford Theater of Operations today, the Davidoff of Geneva Store and Lounge in the Cigar City of Tampa. Avo Cigars has just launched the newest addition to the Avo Synchro series entitled the Avo Synchro Caribe. Fourth line in the Avo Synchro series, it is centered around the concept of tobacco synchronization. They incorporate the diversity, complexity, and compatibility 
of cigar tobaccos from the Caribbean and Central America to create a natural harmony, a Caribbean soul, a very dynamic cigar. It uses natural distribution. What does that mean? The proportions of the cigar tobaccos on any given plant perfectly matched in the blending process. So what you get is a Dominican wrapper. You get filler tobaccos from Nicaragua, a binder from Ecuador that are matched absolutely perfectly. The taste, a lively, dynamic, harmonious flavor profile of Caribbean flavors, aromatic spices, some complex cocoa, a beautiful medium-bodied cigar with subtle sweetness resembling tropical fruits. The flavors, rhythm, and lifestyle of the tropics are encapsulated in the new Avo Synchro Caribe, available now at your cigar retailer or DavidoffGeneva.com. Well, you never know who you're going to run into at the Davidoff of Geneva store and lounge in the Cigar City. And as we were talking to uh, Eduardo, Brian Chinnick of Chinnick Cellar Cigars and Chinnick Cellar Winery comes stumbling in. Stumbling is right. Yeah, stumbling in. And it uh, seems like I just saw you almost yesterday. And the truth it, is, it was. I, I come stumbling into El Titan de Bronze in Little Havana. What was it? Just before Thanksgiving. About it was. Two, yeah. weeks, two, two weeks, yeah, two weeks ago. Two, two weeks yeah. ago. And you're sitting there and uh, talking with one of our great friends, Sandy Cobus, uh, the proprietor of El Titan de Bronze. And so let's talk about what's been going on. You've got a nice boutique cigar, started in the wine business, still yeah. in the wine business. So let's give a little background on that. Yeah, started, uh, oh gosh, the wine business over, well, way before you were born, over 40 years ago. <laughs> yeah, well, not well, quite, but yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, out of, uh, yeah, started making wine in, uh, in Texas, made some really bad wine. In Texas? In Texas. Are you from Texas originally? I was born and raised there, yeah. Where, what part of Texas? In uh, Dallas area. Dallas, don't mess with Texas. Don't mess with the Texas. All right. Uh, then moved to, uh, got divorced and said, I'm going to make some great wine. Moved to Napa, California and started making wine then. And been doing that for, well, a long time, over Wait, 40 years. Well, you know what the Sonoma, uh, you know, winery guys say? That Sonoma's really the place for wine. Napa's auto parts. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that at yeah, every, when yeah, I was whatever. a few years ago, when I was at Napa and Sonoma, I heard that from every single Vintner Winery in Sonoma. Same joke. I'm like, here it comes. Here it comes. So there's a yeah. big rivalry between. It's like there Miami is, and Tampa. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you, yeah. It's the the wines that are best are coming out of Napa. There's. I mean, I'll just have to say it. It's true. You know, you, you pick the top 100 scores in uh, in in all of California. They're going to come out of Napa. Yeah. You know, if you're saying we're talking about a good Cabernet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So now tell us about a Chinook Cellars Winery. What are you known for? Uh, we were well. We were. We I say we were. I'll get to tell that little story real quick. Uh, for uh, mainly Merlot and Cabernets, uh, okay. red wines. Um, we specialized in that for probably the last twenty-five years. Uh, and then four years ago in October, uh, my entire property got burnt to the ground in the Napa fires, the right. uh, Atlas Peak fires. So uh, that put a big kibosh on my entire production. Uh, we lost pretty much everything. Uh, saved the house, but lost uh, all the vineyards, everything else. So uh, tried to rebuild, and then the following year got burnt again. Uh, tried to rebuild again. Following year got burnt again. Whoa, three in a row. And then the fourth year, I said I'm packing it up. So uh, uh, four years ago, I had met a lovely lady 
uh, who lives in Dallas, and she um, invited me to come uh, back to Texas uh, and get back to my roots. So I'm now uh, engaged and uh, to be married, uh, and I am living in Dallas, Texas now. So any plans to restart the Chinook Cellars? Uh, yeah, so once we got here, uh, just getting my roots started back here, we're going to go back and, and uh, reopen the brand. We're going to be doing a, a custom, custom crush with uh, one of my good friends, Nils Vingay's son, who is uh, Kirk Vingay, who's making some of the finest Cabernet in the world right now in, in Napa Valley. So you're not going to restart your vineyard? We're not going to. You know, it's all going to be a custom crush. There you go. We're going to do it that way. We're not going to go in and, and do something uh, and start all over again. It's just, it's just too heartbreaking. What part of Napa was the winery located? Uh, so the cave was in Atlas Peak, which okay. is the northeast yep. quadrant of, uh, of Napa. Uh, and then uh, the vineyards were scattered all over on Atlas Peak, uh, Oakville, and, uh, and uh, Oakville uh, Crossroad. Crazy. And, and, you know, when you saw those fires, it's just terrifying to watch, number oh, one. Oh, it's terrifying. I mean, just I still have nightmares. Yeah. Uh, if I see just a little tree burning or some shrubs on the side of the road burning, I'd freak out. Well, it's, is uh, part of that some of the environmentalists that don't want trees cut and so on, forest management, is that part of it? In, you know, you, you live in Florida here, and it's nice and flat, right? And if there's a fire, you just go mow it down and you stop it. Right. It's hard to do that with tractors when you've got mountains that are right. eight, 9,000 foot tall, right. and they're burning in the hills, and you, there's no roads to get to it. So you can say that, but what do you do? I mean, how do you do it? Yeah. Uh, you know, PG&E caused the fires that killed me. So uh, that, was, that was bad because they, were they weren't trimming the trees around the power lines. And that's what happened. And that's what caused the fire. Right. right. Exactly. You got to trim trees. Look, we see it down here in Florida, hurricane yeah. season. Sure. And you see the power companies on a regular basis now, especially after they learn their lessons. I mean, year-round, they actually have tree cutting to make sure mm-hmm. there's nothing around those lines. But, uh, you know, like you say, in right. California, you got mountains, you got, uh, you know, difficult terrain, absolutely crazy. So what's the timetable to relaunch the, uh, the uh, We're going to launch next year. Next year. Well, yeah, you got to save me a bottle. Oh, yeah, sure, absolutely. We'll, you'll, right. get the f- you'll get the first 1,000 off the line. For, oh, yeah. all I want is one. You don't have yeah, to okay. give me 1,000. Okay, that's right. <laughs> but we'll take one. All, all right, right, fantastic. Uh-huh. Now let's talk about Chinook Cellar uh, Cigars. I think yeah. I met you, Brian, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. Yeah, I started. At the uh, convention? It was. It was. Uh, we started. Launched in two thousand and nine. Right. It was officially. And with, I, uh, with Sandy Copas down in uh, El Titan de Bronze. El Titan de Bronze, and Sandy and I go way, way back. Yeah. And so, great lady. Yeah, she is. And tell us how you got decided to get in the cigar business, and how you hooked up with El Titan de Bronze. Oh, that's a good story. Uh, so it was uh, in town in in uh, Miami, and uh, I was with my wife at the time, and she said, uh, you know, I'd asked her, you know, I really don't want to get in the cigar business. And she said, uh, well, you're just crazy. You don't want to do that. And I said, well, okay. And so we were actually going down to see uh, my good friend uh, Carlito Fuente uh, down at his factory, and uh, I actually put a little pressure on him, on, uh, on my wife, and had him kind of coerce her into thinking it's a good thing to do. So uh, with that, she gave me the final blessing, and we launched uh, Chinook Cellar Scars. Then I needed to find a place to do it. Uh, and we were coming back to Miami uh, after down in the Dominican and uh, just walked into El Titan Bronze, uh, heard a rumor about this place, and absolutely fell in love with Sandy and the factory. Uh, and those have been down there 
It used to be one building bay, now it's two building bays. I think right. she, she's talking about now expanding to three building bays. She's doing some of the finest boutique scars uh, uh, in the world at this time. So I've been privileged to be with her uh, for the last 12 years. Well, it's funny because every time I visit Sandy, I always go in the little aging room, the yes. cedar aging room. Right. And I'll see some cigars, and she'll say, well, this is Brian's. This is his uh, cremoire, the pressoir. And I'll right. say, oh, let me take one. Oh, no, no, no you can't. No, 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 no. Brian won't let. Oh, no, no, it's a special blend. I go, trust me, I'll deal with Brian. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and But Sandy's very protective. She's oh, like, she is okay. very protective. But if okay. he says anything, I said, don't you worry about it. Yeah. And so let's talk about your, your various blends because you have clearly named after the wine, the wines, yeah. So cremoir, pressoir, terroir. Terroir, yeah. So terroir means uh, a place of being on the earth where grapes are grown. So right. the, the French use these are all French names. A lot of the names I'm used for my cigar, I'm not pro French. France, uh, I just they have a lot of influence on the wine industry, and they have some great names that are really cool for. And they cigars. also have tremendous influence on war surrendering. Yes. At Cuban. I mean, yeah. they're the best. Yes. I mean, if you're going to surrender, <laughs> surrender. You, 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 go to the, you go to the French Institute of Military Preparation, and <laughs> first done. class you'll learn, there's one class, Surrendering surrender. 101. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, terroir is, is a wine term. Uh, the, the wine industry ubiquitously uses it across the, all the, all the uh, wine-growing regions to talk about where the grapes are grown. In other words, what's, what the soil is, what the temperature is, the location, the, the winds, everything that affects uh, uh, the, the growing of, uh, of fine uh, wine grapes uh, is influenced by terroir. So I thought that would be a perfect name to call our uh, a launch of our cigar. So we did that back in uh, 2011 at that time uh, and launched that. That's one of the pewter metal, man, yep. pewter metal band on it. Uh, and we've been doing that for some time. I have a patent on that band uh, and that design, so uh, hopefully nobody's been knocking it off. And it comes in two sizes, a Toro, a Toro and a 6x52 Torpedo. Everything, six by, everything I do is 6x52. I don't do anything large gauges. I've yep. done a couple of uh, smaller gauges, uh, but I'm sticking with the, my wheelhouse. The bread and butter, what sells? What sells. That makes sense. Yeah. So the Terroir, if you were to uh, 1 to 10, one being mild, ten being full flavored. Where would you range it? Oh, it's definitely right at the the, the six range. If okay. you want to put it in so that medium body, medium body, uh, full flavored, a yep. lot of experience. It's a it's a it's rolled by one roller in the factory in uh, El Titan de Bronze, uh, and uh, at the time the lady was rolling them, uh, she would roll them in Tobato and roll them all the way through. So one person knew exactly how to roll them, and it, it does a, a change in the character of the cigar as you're smoking it. it What's the wrapper binder filler? Uh, so we've got a, a very expensive wrapper, uh, 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 Ecuadorian Delfarado wrapper. Yep. Uh, Sandy has a hard time getting that wrapper, but uh, we're well. We were exclusive on that wrapper. Now there's a couple other companies that are using it also, uh, and then all Dominican. Uh, and then uh, yeah, that's that cigar is just phenomenal. All really right, then is. then the Pressois. Pressoir is, uh, pr so pressoir means uh, to press, is the, the device you actually press the grapes with. Mm -hmm. So if you go to a winery in France, they're like, let me see your pressoir. They'll show you the grape pressing machine. Uh, so I thought, what a great name for a box press cigar, pressoir. Uh, so we use that term uh, to generate that one. That one has uh, got a beautiful uh, 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 San Andreas wrapper on it, beautifully done, uh, nice and silky. Uh, that is more the medium to full. Yeah, well, San Andreas Marone wrapper to me, amongst the best in the world. It Just is nice. You, the the Torrents grow a tremendous wrapper. 
It just at one time everybody said, "Oh, Mexican rapper, it's harsh, it's strong." Forget it. No, it's, it's not. the it's best. Not. It Can't, is good. It, it, whatever they grow, they could sell ten times more. All right, it's fantastic. So the press wall uses that San Andrean wrapper. Right, and we we uh, actually do that one at uh, JRE uh, down in Honduras. Oh, that's, that's made in Honduras. It is. Yeah. Okay. Like and, the the cremoa. Uh, right. Cremoa. Once again, cremoa is uh, means creamy. Right. So I was looking to make a very creamy cigar. Cremoa is a uh, uh, is a term they use to talk about. It's the it's the it's the device. It's the rake they scrape the milk off the cream. Oh, the cream off the milk. Okay. Is another French term. Yep. So I was like cream. Oh, perfect cremoa. So and they all went into this weird O I R. So it's like perfect. They all kind of line up and uh, you know. In order as they should be. Uh, so the Cremois has got a Connecticut style wrapper on it. Uh, it's really more of a medium to lighter style. So it's going to be in the three to five. Three to five range. In terms of strength. Strength. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, it's just a, a nice, elegant. Uh, people call it a good morning cigar. I call it an everyday cigar. Now, are cigars only available online, or do you sell them at retail as well? Uh, they're all. Uh, everything's uh, only available now on online. Excuse okay. me. Excuse me. Back, back up. On retail. Uh, I've got 100 shops, 150 shops all over the country. Uh, they're exclusive. I'm not doing anything online anymore. I've no moved more. the entire uh, warehousing to Dallas, to the Fort Worth area. So uh, we're doing all that out of uh, one warehouse in, in, uh, in Fort Worth and shipping everything out the door. And we're not doing any uh, wholesale at all. What is your number one retail? selling line? Sorry. Oh, definitely uh, Terroir. Terroir. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So the LT Tonda Bronze. Yeah, that's it. It is. It is a premium. And, and, and the problem is, good problem to have, but you can't make enough. No. <laughs> I mean, you sell them all because everybody wants that Miami boutique cigar. It's a right. great blend. Right. They make uh, fabulous cigars. So ultimately, now when you're down to see Sandy, did you say, Sandy, can you get me a few? Can you make some more terroirs for me? We, we go back a long way. So Sandy's yeah. uh, working on that. She's. I mean, it's just shooting horn me and everybody else in the same yeah. little mold. They only have, well, right now, uh, eight, nine, ten. Thir- 14 rollers. Well, I remember at one time when I first went, they had like three rollers. Right. Then they went to six. Then she lost some. Yeah. And then they expanded. But 13 rollers for her is geez, a lot. That's, that's, I think, her, her top. Is a lot. Peak. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, a great, it's a great marriage down there. I just love it. Uh, uh, Jose's not doing real well with her husband. And uh, I went down just to. You know, say hi to Sandy and, and be with him when we saw you a couple weeks ago yep. right before Thanksgiving. Yep, we spent some nice time and uh, catching up. And uh, it's always, you know, a pleasure to just kind of be amongst friends, smoke some cigars, try some things, and uh, kind of catch up. And Absolutely. then you headed back to Dallas. And uh, and then I stayed overnight in Miami to the – it was a monsoon down there. Actually, you, no, probably, wasn't? you probably left in the yeah, monsoon. Yeah, I, I think I left right in the right time. You left yeah, at, the, at the right, right time. Right before it hit, it started raining. Exactly. Yeah. You don't think about that in uh, November, but you never know with Florida weather. True, true. Well, Brian, great to see you as always. Right, uh, continued yeah. success. And uh, I can't wait to get the, uh, the new wine that you're going to be coming out with next year, the Chinook um, Cellar Winery. What's the name? Do you have a name that you're, for the new wine? Uh, this will just be our uh, – uh, will be our 2012, uh, 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 sorry, t- t- 22, sorry, 22. 2022 uh, Cabernet Cab- uh, Reserve. Fantastic. Yeah. And I can't wait. You'll save me a bottle. I'll save you one. All right. And you know what? Tell you what. Next time maybe we'll see you in Tampa, we'll smoke a terroir. We'll smoke uh, or we'll sample some of the new wine. I'd love to uh, do Here it. with Tommy D., who's uh, the general manager and the man in charge of all the spirits procurement for the Davidoff Store and Lounge here in Tampa and the three 
at Corona Cigar Store and Lounges in Orlando. Cool. All right, All right buddy. Thanks, Brian. Brian Chinnick of Chinnick Cellars Winery and Chinnick Cellars Cigars. All right, we'll wrap things up. We hope you have a fantastic weekend. Cigar Dave, the general, saying, Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make masculine be great again. Save America. And on Monday night, go Bills. Because nobody, and I mean nobody, circles the Patriot wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Go Tigers.